Welcome to the Win the 16 podcast presented by Pygon One Consulting. This is your go-to podcast on optimizing your day. The Win the 16 podcast features discussions on leadership and coaching, personal and professional development, as well as discussions on the modern work culture and engaging employees in hybrid and remote work environments. Your hosts are Dave Pygon, president of Pygon One Consulting, and his brother, Dr. Bud Pygon, anesthesiologist at the University of Illinois at Chicago. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to Win the 16 podcast. As always, thank you to Carrie and the team. We appreciate them and we appreciate everyone listening today. Well, today I've got a guest, a friend, and uh, I can't wait to introduce him all, all and I will let him Tell all about his story because he'll do a better job. I got a chance to meet Terp Ricketts. Oh gosh, Terp, how long ago? About a year, 13, 14 months? Yeah, a little, little over a year. A little over about a year ago, and it's been, uh, it's been a fun, fun thing going through it, man. I got, I got to read an awesome book, meet a friend, and somebody that, that we've, we've just stayed in touch, man. Even just finally now, kind of started to do some things together. It's always cool when you can find a relationship like that. Uh, you know, out of the blue almost. So it's been fun. Oh, I need to get you on a payroll for the plug on the Win the 16 book, my friend. So <laughs> I might give uh, you one too. I might, <laughs> I'm going to have to send you a check for being so nice for the intro. It's some of the nicest stuff uh, anyone said about me in a while. So I need that gas no. up sometimes. <laughs> yeah, people will feel it, man. You're a good, you're a good dude and a good man and, a, and an excellent professional what you do at Horsepower. I remember when we first met, and we introduced from a mutual friend, uh, boy, back in uh, 2023, late. And uh, this is a great example. You and I talked about this when we were in the uh, pre-call. It's pretty cool when you're, whatever you want to call it, networking or building your ecosystem of people. Someone just introduced that word to me the other day. I really like that because some people are turned off by networking. But sometimes you just get to meet people that, there might be some business sense to work together and help each other. But then yeah. also you get that other side of it where like you're an ex-athlete, uh, you're you're a crazy man about mental toughness and discipline like me. So we yeah. got along on that and we did so much common that we really haven't done any business together, but we just got along so well. We've been staying connected over the last year and it's yeah. been a great to have another guy in my life that we can talk to, relate to. And I'm so looking forward to coming to Omaha and getting really to learn all about what you all do and learn from you guys and, you know, bring out my growth mindset. So thank you for that, man. You've, you've been a great partner in terms of me and my learnings this past 14 months as we connected. No, man, absolutely. And I, I loved uh, tuning into the pod and just, you know, reading the book and that helps too. There's, there's a lot of kind of, I think, win the 16, there's a lot of other things that might be out there with maybe a similar type of content, but it's just gas and smoke. And it's nice when you get something that you're like, I dig this and I can get into it because there there's all these different kind of opinions out there about what what that toughness or mental toughness means. And some of it's just, uh, like I said, just kind of gassy. And you're like, OK, I'm not a big fan there. Let's get down to it and be real about it. And, uh, you know, that's that's what you are, man. So it's it's been a, it's been a good time. Omaha will be a blast, too, not just because oh, yeah. I'm here, but it'll be it'll be fun otherwise as well. Omaha, Nebraska is a sleeping giant for America who's never been there. It's clean. The amount of building and everything. I was there for the World uh, College World Series that you got. You all do an amazing job of hosting. 
years yeah. ago. And it's a Creighton University's there. It's got great restaurant. It's it it is a very cool place. It's very hot in the summer, so people are coming. Be ready. Yeah. If definitely in July, it's hot. So yeah, hopefully up. you like cold beer and water uh for the yeah. College World Series because yeah. there's a lot of it and you gotta have it. But yeah, it's besides the the climate is not my favorite because it almost feels like it's so flat. And there's more hills than you think, but it's so flat that it's almost like the wind is like Chicago effect. And it's like, but there's none of the, I can't go down to Wrigleyville or anything like that. So you get, the weather's not amazing, but the city has been so cool. And like you said, it's clean, good people. You have Berkshire, Kiewit, Horsepower Brands here. So there's a lot of of development and great companies and just really nice people too. Oh, yes. Friendly, kind. It is, this was years ago I read this. So it might be outdated. Are, is almost still the number one city in America for the most millionaires per capita, or has someone passed you up? You know, I have no idea. Okay. Uh, hopefully, we're we're close. If we are, I'm going to ask uh, uh, Josh Skolnick for a raise. Try to get try okay. to get back there to Omaha. See if I can okay. do something for him. But yeah, no, it's a cool city, man. And the College yes. World Series too. Anybody listening to this podcast, if you have not been to the College World Series, even if you do not like sports. If you just entertainment and a venue and just feeling the vibe and the people, it's an absolute electric factory. And the city caters to it so well, too, because it's really that one huge major event that the city has every year. It's it's sweet. I've never I'm a baseball nut, but anybody that's ever gone with me or come and even if they don't like baseball, they're like, that's that's an electric factory, brother. That was pretty sweet. So it's fun. Yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. So. Terp Ricketts, why don't you tell everybody uh, the high-powered executive you are at the House Power uh, organization in Omaha, Nebraska. Terp, you'll do a better job. Why don't you share everybody a little bit about you, your background, and dive into horsepower a little bit and give everyone a feel for it because it's really amazing what you all do. It took me a couple times to listen to you and all read about you. Uh, to fully understand. So I'll let you take yeah. it over from here, my friend. Yeah, no, absolutely. I appreciate that. So uh, I was the first employee with Horsepower Brands and then our first brand, which is back here, Mighty Dog Roofing. Uh, I met uh, Josh Skolnick and Zach Butler prior. I ran the franchise finance vertical for National Lender. Uh, kind of was almost doing some random consulting with the CEO of this lending company. And he was like, hey, you're a young guy. I was like 25 at the time. I'd really never managed anybody. And he's like, I want to start a franchise vertical here on the franchise finance side. You want to do it? I'm like, absolutely, bro. No problems. I'll be perfect the whole time. Uh, But we grew that like crazy. And uh, I met Josh and Zach because they did customized financing programs for Monster Tree Service and Redbox Plus, which were two that Josh owned at the time. And, uh, you know, really got to know, know them well and know Josh Skolnick really well and his leadership abilities and who he was as a person, not just somebody I was trying to call on to build a financing program for that my team could work with, or, you know, this is a cool brand type of dude or somebody I heard on a podcast, really start to build those relationships. And I was like, I would love, 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 love to work for this guy. Like, this is the dude uh, from, you know, the big Lebowski, the dude type of guy. And that's why he carries such a big stick within franchising. And when I left, I actually left uh, the finance board. I just kind of got burnt out on it. 
And uh, my dad had some choice words for me when I told him that I just left without another job. He used he used some things you'd have to bleep out. And I was like, don't worry, man. I was like, don't worry. I got it. I got it. And he's like, that was such a good opportunity. What are you doing? My first call was to Josh Skolnick and I just gave him a ring and he's like, give me give me 10 minutes. He called around, called to uh, to his partner and and they were chatting and Zach and he called back and he goes, hey, got you on a flight to Omaha. Come out here. I already we want you to run development for us. And I was like, oh, OK, you want a resume? He's like, ah, I know. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, man. So came out, met with him. Awesome, awesome mix. And I've been either focused on a specific brand with horsepower as we've been building it out or overseeing the entire development team and the process as we build out these different brands and work with different owners from across the country. So overarching with horsepower, the goal is 25 by 25. So that's 25 service-based businesses in, on, around the home, everything with a commercial component to it or and or supporting verticals. So by a supporting vertical, I would talk about like Z Marketing, for example, where we help to run strategy side. There's director of marketing, a director of marketing for each brand that helps to strategize and tailor for not just each brand, but then each specific owner. So there's these supporting verticals. And then within the brands themselves, we have a director of sales, marketing, et cetera. So there's a lot of there's a lot of support coming to our franchise owners from these these vendor relationships that we just own because we saw that they were broken in the industry. Like Z Fleet, for example, it's a fleet company. Well, it's really hard to get vehicles sometimes. It has been super hard and it's still difficult to get these different big chassis, the vehicles or recruiting, for example. We have Z Recruit where it's a flat fee that's a couple grand as opposed to me getting a good firm that's a recruiting firm. They're going to charge you, what, 16, 25, 30, 40 K, depending on what you're hiring for. That's silly for a small business owner. So why don't we just share that savings with the owners? Bottom line, top lines are better. We make more royalty revenue. Everybody wins at the end of the day. And that's that's a beautiful thing because there's not a lot of scenarios in life where everybody's winning. And that's what we want to create. So we're more focused on obviously franchise brands and developing those. But when we see a gap that we can fill like in the recruiting in basically fleet purchasing and being able to make sure owners have access to vehicles when they need them and to expand, we fill those gaps. And uh, currently we have eight franchise concepts and about five different vertical concepts. And we'll launch three or four more franchise brands this year. Uh, and again, all service-based, you won't see a, a chicken or a, you know burger concept thrown in there ever. Uh, we know what we're good at and we're really good at, at service-based franchise brands and businesses, bringing them to the forefront. Sure. Could you give everyone an example or two, maybe when you say service brand franchises? Yeah. So looking right behind me, like Mighty Dog Roofing. When when we're looking at an industry, when when we go in, it's not just, well, let's do this. It sounds fun. No one thinks roofing is fun. <laughs> You'd be maybe a little crazy if you were like, oh, it's yeah. been my dream to own a roofing company. It's like, no, it's not. But sure. what I don't want to see when we're reading different creditor reports, IBIS World, when we're looking at building this thing, we don't want to see a uh, Procter & Gamble. We don't want to see Boston Med at the top of the big dog food chain, because if we just work our butts off and grind, well, if P&G wants to eat our lunch, they're going to. They're going to gobble it up and they're going to continue to eat it and we're never going to get to eat any lunch. So we like these service-based businesses because there's fragmentation within them. There's no big dog in the arena and then it's poor customer service and we can do things 
really easily to shift. And basically, if you like The Office, it's like Kevin's Chili, where it's not just one one ingredient. It's the whole thing. But we can use technology, better services, systems, service providers, manufacturers that we're partnered with to be able to create a much better process in a fragmented industry like roofing. We have blinds, fencing, uh, uh, spray foam insulation, paint, power wash. There's all kinds of stuff that we're doing. And it's it's pretty cool to just see what we've already done in, in a very short period of time with these brands. And uh, Mighty Dog being the first ranked number one in category and 11th fastest growing brand in the uh in the u.s and it's it's going uh it'll be going on its third year for th- three and a half years about so it's crazy well, it's been fun is is there any particular brands that reach out to you apply to get on board with you all that jump out to pe- that jump out you know i think what jumps out because I can't create somebody, a, a robot to put on a roof or or somebody that's the best salesperson ever that's going to go sell paint to people. Whatever, We're not revolutionizing the industry in, in a sense. Like, I don't like the word proprietary or we have our own this, that, the other type of software. It's like, well, what happens with technology every single day? It, it develops so quickly. I wish people could develop like that because it would you you'd be able to learn so much more in your lifetime if you if you could develop as fast as a technology. But it's like, what can we do and plug in? We know how to plug in and and make the brand go. So it's industry and I think it's fat the founder. Who's that founder that we've been able to work with that we get along really well with and that they've been able to build really strong processes and systems that we can then basically go put and make it a 2002 Barry Bonds once once you come into horsepower. That's that's how we look at it. I really think it's founder and then it just has to be in the service industry and something that we're really confident isn't a trend within a service industry or something like that. You don't see a lot of you know trendy type stuff in service, but if that makes sense where it's not just wow, this is blowing up right now. I better get in. Well, in two years, nobody knows what you're doing. They have no no clue because you bought into a trend and a blow up as opposed to something that's needed by all. So it's that industry and then really truly the founder and the model that they built, the foundation needs to be really strong for us. Barry Bonds was already Hall of Famer, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we can we can juice it up there, but it's crazy the amount of brands we get, man. It's ridiculous. Like, I am so looking forward to coming to the headquarters and learning more and listening uh, to you guys, different stuff that you're doing. Is there, this might be a completely unfair question. Is there, <laughs> is the people that are reaching out to you, contemplating coming on board with you, do they realize that they have a gap or do they come to you with, I'm inquiring minds just to understand or is it both i think it's i we would want to award a franchise to someone that understands that they do have gaps you have to have self-awareness and business ownership and you can't think just because this franchise or has a great system and model and process that you're going to ride around on a unicorn all day and it's going to be easy unicorns don't exist at least i don't think so i've watched harry potter a few times very cool movie (laughs) But that that is that is fantasy. That is fantasy world. So there has to be that self-awareness. And it's a it's a process on both sides. We want to we want to do our best to make sure that we're bringing in the right people that can execute with the right mindset. Doesn't even matter. Education doesn't matter, but just mindset and what they've done. Do they have some grit about them? And and that that can execute that, that understand that maybe there are gaps that we can fill. And if I told you, like, 
if we just flipped it and said, well, with our growth projections, and I said hire 40 high-level individuals in the next year, make sure that they're all studs, that everybody's perfect, you wouldn't be able to do that. So every franchisor is going to have some gaps, but our development process, I think, is really tight, and we're able to to make that right choice. So it's not just our us, though. It's more important for us to be the right fit for that person that's looking back at me, because this is the biggest decision of their life, probably, or one of them. And I take that very seriously, and I know everybody here does. This is life-changing stuff. Uh, it's fun. Do you, because you and I are both, we at least try to be, let me rephrase that, because we're not perfect, but you and I both are, are always trying to live with a growth mindset, learn, get better. That's one of the things that, you know, I love about you whenever we talk. Are you ever sitting across from women and men at times that are contemplating working with y'all where you go back to Josh or somebody else and say, this isn't going to work with them? Yeah, yes. And it is an uncomfortable conversation yeah. every every single time. Yeah. I've never had someone uh, be like, oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. I'm always yeah. like, hey, but it's it's how you put it. It's, it's sure. what I'm doing right now. It's I, you might think that you want it, you love it. It's the best fit ever for you. I know it's not. And you're going to look back in six months and say, you know what? It, it really wasn't because the, yeah. if you have that ability to self-reflect, um, because it would make no sense for us to say, if we understand who that person is at a high level, not that we're perfect and we can, you know, I'm like a Professor Xavier from X-Men that can read people's minds and how they'll oh. perform or do in the future. But it's it's something that it's hey, it's it's definitely for the best. And we're probably not just that that right brand for you. And hey, that's OK. And at the end of the day, too, after a little bit of discomfort, people really dig that transparency. And, and that's important, the, being able to have that. Have you got better at that skill of not only identifying that, as well as have you gotten better at delivering that over the years? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The first time I had to do that, I think I was probably as red as a, a tomato and was just <laughs> let off with, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And really, because I didn't look at it as you're you're actually everybody in the system right now, the ecosystem right now that's mm -hmm. that we're talking about this, even though it's an uncomfortable, uncomfortable conversation. We're all winning at the end of the day, even though we have to have that uncomfortable conversation right now. We're going to we're going to win at the end of the day. Everybody will. And it's going to be for the best from that from that perspective. I think I've certainly gotten better with that just from a maturity standpoint, too. Like, you know, even in finance, we're starting to run that vertical and then coming here and moving up very quickly to be to be put in a, a VP position, which I'm very grateful for. I'm, I'm not sitting out here saying I know Jack or I know everything or how to deal with things. You just you learn with if you if you have the right mindset and want to treat people well with transparency, you're going to learn and you're going to do a good job, in my opinion. And that's what I just tried to do. And we try to do as an organization uh, all the way through, not just development. My friend, you're being very humble. I mean, you're 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 a high end vice president who's really talented, who just happens to have a gift of being a good guy. And it comes <laughs> across when you meet people that really I mean, that's just that's well, thank the you. truth. No, it's the truth. Can you give everybody a tip out there? Because we have a lot of business owners. We have a lot of uh, majority of our listeners are in business or in some type of communication with others, maybe managers, leaders, whatever. Mm -hmm. Do you have a tip or two? And if you don't, that's fine, too. We can move on 
on because really what you're talking about, I think it's an overused word in the leadership world, but it's still something we all do is what you're delivering is crucial conversations for the long run for the person you're talking to. Do you have a mm. tip or two? I know you mentioned transparency for people listening on having these crucial, tough conversations, because for some, these are pretty scary and hard. Yeah, I think it's 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 not getting nervous or caught up in your own head as you're having those two and thinking back to your why of why are you having this conversation or why are you looking at X, Y, and Z? And I always say, I think culture is an overused word too, but if if it's not, hey, we've got snacks and coffee and uh, we casual Fridays and people can leave early on a Friday if they want, that's not culture. That's BS in my opinion. I'm sorry for saying that, but like, yeah. it just is. It's it's the people, how you, how you feel after you have an interaction with somebody and it's the leadership team and everything all the way through. And I think in franchising specifically, if, if somebody's thinking about looking at a franchise or wants to talk about horsepower and a potential there to expand their portfolio, whatever it is, it's the biggest thing is culture. And that comes from the leadership team, getting exposure to them, to myself, the other people on the front end. If the first person you talk to, you think a bozo, what, what else is going to be back there? And, yeah. and talking to the leadership, like the CEO, the founders, understanding the story and making sure that culture meshes with you and being excited about it. Because in franchising, we're, we get married. You have to date me. I always make that joke. If you date me for a couple months, but you marry everybody else. So this we want to make sure this is a good fit. And it's it's being open to experiencing those people, having those conversations and going from there. I don't know if that's exactly what you were asking. No, but, no. You know. the conversation. And I love that you about the curve. It's funny. We just launched uh, our five foundations for leadership, uh, for leadership, a model. And I struggled because I believe in it. And I know I know you do, too. But I believe culture has to be one of the foundations, but I didn't like that word. So we came up with the softening a little bit and we ultimately came and I don't even know if this is good too, but we came up with nurturing culture, meaning taking care of it and taking yeah. care of something is not addressing it only when it starts to fall or only looking at it once a month. Yeah. It's looking at it on a daily basis. I wanted to throw this out at you. Um, one of the things that I throw out to people, let me know if that's relevant, is if you consistently have the Sunday blues, meaning Sunday night at seven or eight o'clock, yeah, you're kind of dreading <laughs> Monday, yeah. you're probably not the in, in, in an organization where it's the culture or a great job fit if it happens all the time. Yeah. Is that fair? Oh, a thousand percent. Okay. Like, get out of there. And I, people, I, I see and I talk to people all the time because they're it's a scary situation like they're going to invest. Maybe they've never been a business owner or they want to have an investment type of thing where they have a GM. So they're nervous about finding the right GM. And it's like I get that. But I also feel like there's so many people out there that never actually let it go and live up to their potential because you get stuck in this rut and having the Sunday blues and saying, well, ah, man, I, I just can't do that. Or that's too risky or this, that, the other. If you don't change something, nothing's going to change. That's a very simple thing to think about and makes me sound like a seventh grader. But no. if you do not actively do something and make a difference, you are just going to have the Sunday blues forever. And if that's happening to you, get out and reach your potential. Try to at least and fail. It's fine to fail. It's cool to fail. I failed all the time. Uh, that's why I love baseball so much because <laughs> you well, strike out and, all the time. <laughs> and 
my friend Turk, by the way, everybody, he's a Division II baseball player, which what that means is he was really good. Um, those kids. <laughs> I like play. to tell people that, too. I, I always tell them, hey, I don't know if you remember, but I played a little ball back in the day yeah, before, right. before I was a little chubby. <laughs> well, no, you're the man. You look great. Come on. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Well, I talk about in the book, my failures. I, I, I went, I was so focused on wanting to play D1 basketball, but being, you know, just over six feet tall, my skill set, speed, size, I would have been ideal. I, I probably, in retrospect, and I say that in the book, uh, I had the discipline, the work ethic, but my goal wasn't right. It was. It shouldn't have been about playing D1 basketball like a crazy man. It should have been, I just want to play the game because I love it. And mm-hmm. D2 would have been great for me. It would have been a perfect fit for that. As I look back retrospectively, and I talk about that in the book, that was a, that was yeah. a, that was lack of contemplation in the goals. Yeah, in the goal setting. And you read the book, so you know that. But yeah. I think that's a good one. That was a learning experience for me. And I will tell you, I preach all the time about being bold, not risk. I, I get yeah. why people don't risk, Turb. You and I, yeah. we if I, when I come to Omaha and see you here in a couple of weeks, if I jump off, if you and I get on a helicopter, jump out with a parachute, and it opens, <laughs> you and I win great day. Yeah, if it doesn't. That was, was a bad. bad. That was a bad day and a bad risk. So I'm really, I really am empathetic with people why they don't do it. What yeah. I do with people, leaders, and individual employees, and franchise owners, and said, hey, how about if we look at it a little different? And they're like, what do you mean? And I go, let's be bold. Bold is it either works or mm-hmm. we learn. Works yep. or learn. Let's throw that failure kind of thing out and let's look at it turf and i'll come up with a good plan well thought out we run it by josh josh says i think you guys got something here and mm-hmm. then we do it and it works bingo let's say it doesn't the hope is josh is going to come back and say fellas what'd you learn yeah and yeah. the key to this story that i'm telling everybody is josh is the key to it because if, i always call that a huggable moment if he puts mm-hmm. his arm around you and i and say guys hey it was well thought out. You learned, and now we move forward. Yeah, that yeah. is leadership. But what okay. happens a lot of times? That's not what happens. It <laughs> is, hey, what happened? Why did you do it? Blah blah blah. And guess what? You just shut your employee off. They're never taking a chance again. Yep. And then that organization, the people, everything struggles, and, and and it it creates a snowball. Just like what you said with with the culture. Uh, yep is is if you're not paying attention to it when things like that start to break down in an organization in a relationship whatever it is it's really hard to put those pieces back together you have to be very thoughtful of of what it is that you're doing and and going out there and trying whatever it is that you want to do there within that relationship that business is just being thoughtful of it and and going for it a little bit like you said being a little bold it's it makes a lot of sense it's a mindset shift it's really Some people like, oh, it's semantics. And I always say to them, great, semantics, whatever you want to do, I'm good with it. Like, however you want to view it, I'm just saying, think about the mindset of the people, whether you're a high up executive trying to get your manager to think differently, or if you're a manager, into getting that mindset to think of, hey, let's take chances on well thought out strategic. None of us are going to want to be reckless, but if it's well thought out, and we all, we come to an agreement, go for it. Yeah. And then we learn worst case. 
time always runs out on us. This, so, but I would, so <laughs> that's true. I, before you leave me, I gotta, I, we gotta go over this. I would love to know two questions before you run, my friend. And that's yeah. this. Um, I know I'm going to see it firsthand, but I think my, what are the strengths of house or excuse me, horsepower and your other that. brands? Like what are the, what are the big nuts there and strengths that I'm going to see when I get on campus soon? I think you'll see the the people, like the organization as a whole, the okay. the strength of that organization, over 250 plus people, uh, some some work remotely and things like that, and like the desire and the the overall energy there to help because it's a lot of people that like to support entrepreneurs have that type of mindset themselves, and there's a lot of energy within that within that organization and seeing it with the you can hear all these podcasts I do or Josh or whatever and say oh that sounds great. Seeing is believing when when you look at that from from that perspective. And I think it's it again, like I could basically just say that it's it's the people because in our experience in franchising and the capital we have, those are pretty vanilla. Uh, but it's true. Like if you have capital and vision and you can execute, things go pretty well for you. <laughs> and that's what we've done. That's what Josh built and that the other people here in the organization, like our CEO, Tony Holbert, Mark Stanick, COO, Don, a COO, like that's what everyone is doing and continuing to do that. So it's pretty cool. I lied to you. I got two questions. I'm, no, I, got another I like one. it. I got I'm why, ready. Why is Josh so special? Oh, he's humble. And uh, he's never thought that he was the smartest guy in the room. He listens and he's a humble guy. And and it's it's something where it's like an almost infectious personality that you get in there and it's just like I'm gonna I'm gonna run through a wall right now uh, and has been through it and knows his ups and downs and just wants to win and do it the right way. It's all of the qualities you look for in a solid leader. I think are are present within within Josh and there's proof in the pudding from what he's done at 40. He just turned 40 years old. Uh, there's yeah, I know, dude. I'm like, I'd be on a, I'd be on a yacht drinking a Mai Tai. Honestly, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I love the grind, but (laughs) I'd probably, I'd probably check out, but he just, he loves what it's doing. And the biggest thing that struck me. So I I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. Like my dad, his own businesses, he's had ups and downs like crazy, man. Like, you know, being, being at the country club to, I referenced Harry Potter. I think I've said this before, but living in his bedroom under the steps, like dad, what's going on? And I've seen that man that I love and respect. He's my hero, my best friend, really struggle and go through it. And he's like, Josh said to me, because I asked him that, I'm like, why are you doing this first before I even come on and I move here? And I, it's a lot. And he goes, I want to give people back some things. He goes, I want to be able to help entrepreneurs fill some holes. Most importantly, I want to give people back something that you cannot buy more of. And that is time and time and time. It doesn't matter if you're Mark Cuban or you are a Terp or you are whoever, you can't buy any more of that time. So the way you use it is precious. Take care of it, nurture it, work hard, spend time with your family, do things you like, but it's time. And I, I want to give that back to people. And I think he does his whole life, the rest of his life, because I want to know what the dude drinks. It's not coffee in the morning, but the energy and the level of enthusiasm is pretty, pretty sweet stuff, man. So you'll feel all those things when you come here. And, uh, you know, I think I think you'll enjoy it. Oh, him and I are so not just on the energy, but on the efficiency. That's always yeah. my argument. People are like, uh, you know, I we don't have enough time already. And I'm like, that's what we're going to do together. Yeah, we're going to help your people get more time. 
that's the key to the secret sauce here. Because when we all investigate it, most of us, there's some things in our thing, in our days that if we reshape it, reframe it, we get five minutes here, we get 10 here, we get 12 there, we get 30. Before you know it, we got 45 minutes to yeah, do whatever it might be, Turk. Whatever, yeah. maybe it's the business or maybe it's just to work on your own body. Maybe it's work on your mind or maybe yeah. it's just to chill, whatever it might be. Yeah, last question. Clip of the game. Yeah, just do whatever. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Sorry, I had to ask you about Josh because we've had conversations and I can't wait to meet him because I, I, he's impressive. Yeah, uh, last one. How do people get into franchising? And I know you could probably go on for 20 minutes on it, but anyone listening out there, how do they do it? Uh, I think one, you have to be committed to a process and spending time within it when you when you get into a development process, whether it's with a horsepower brand, something like that. You have to have a almost maybe not a pain, but something where it's okay. I, I want to make a change here. It's like that kind of mental route. Obviously, want to be financial financially capable, et cetera. And I think it's really just going through and making sure you do your research really well, really really well. And linking up with a brand like a horsepower or like exponential fitness, something like that, where it's really well established and going through that process and or working with a, a consultant. And there's a myriad of consultants out there as well. There's good ones and bad ones, but sure. just making that right choice and thinking through that to say, OK, and then understanding, keeping an open mind on what are your skill sets. And maybe if you are have a, a leadership background where you manage people, not even at sales, but if you have a sales marketing type background, maybe actually consider roofing or consider X, Y, or Z. And don't just look for the, I think, the sexiest, trendiest type type of thing that you can. Keep an open mind as you're as you're doing that search and do all your due diligence that you can. Don't get rushed. I'm, and I'm guessing here, Mark Twain said, write what you know. Yes. Would it benefit me if I was going to do a franchise to at least get something that I'm somewhat interested in and I know a little bit about or it doesn't matter? I don't think it matters at all. Okay. doesn't matter. Uh, Got it. Yeah. I th it's it's something where you look at skill sets. So do you have a, a level of skill set that's going to allow you as this individual to run this business? Okay. And those aren't skill sets that I need to know X, Y, Z about fertilization. We don't want you to know anything there. Or I need to know about running gyms. You don't. You just got to have those skill sets to be able to apply. There are some industries within franchising where you probably do need that experience, uh, at least, but where I've dealt and where I like to play, it's just, it's those applicable skill sets that you're putting into the business can teach you everything you need to know about X, Y, or Z. I'm glad I asked that because I think for people out there listening, they might've been thinking what I'm thinking. I should probably go into something that maybe I know a little bit about. Great clarity. By the way, I love the book in the background, Traction, that you have, which it's no, su no surprise that you have read that book. Turk, before we sign off, anything you'd like to say to everybody as we sign off today from our Win the 16 podcast together? You know, I think uh, it's probably a lot of executives, like you said, maybe business owners, things like that, uh, that, that might be listening, or even if you're not, whatever it is, uh, I would say explore franchising if you do feel like you are in that rut or you see that that Sunday blue coming and um, it's it's exciting. It's an industry that you'd be shocked how many franchises are actually out there that you didn't think were or it was just this this normal car wash. Oh, it's a franchise. Um, you know, I, I think that's that's pretty fun. And, and it's something where you, you can't be scared. Go out there, do it. If you have it in you, you can just go rock it, man. And and uh, a franchise allows you as an entrepreneur to get from where you're going to where you want to be 
simply in a faster, effective, more efficient manner. And that's it. And then let's go eat together. So um, that's what I would say. And if you are interested in learning more about businesses, reach out to Horsepower Brands, man. There's not many that are better out there. I'm biased, though. So no, no. (laughs) Your attitude, mindset is right in line with people because it's a scary for some people out there. They've never done it. Yeah. What you're saying is we'll teach you. Hmm? Yeah. From the day I met you, you're, you're like, well, we, you, you, you oversimplified it because I, even my business guy goes, what do they do? And I'm like, <laughs> after the first time we hung up, I go, they're like, what'd you talk to him about? I'm like, we talked about a ton of things. And he goes, you don't yeah. want to go, yeah, I don't really, he just got, we'll teach you everything you need to know. Yeah. If you have, if you can embrace those, those skill sets that we do look for, like, you know, people management, being out in the community, whatever it is for that brand, you have to possess those because I can't teach that to you, man. Oh, if no, you've no, learned no. that over 20 years, yeah. I can't sit there and teach an MBA can't teach it to you. Or if you have your MBA, that's awesome too. Like you can't teach those things, but then on the model itself, if you have some grit and you can execute, that's great. Just follow the model, be coachable, be able to look at yourself in the mirror and not just point a finger. A good relationship goes like this. It's both ways. And yes. you'll, but you'll have a partner there. So be able to, be coachable, accountable, uh, execute, and have some grit about you, and understand that it's not unicorns. Unicorns don't exist uh, every day in business ownership. Certainly not every day, but certainly not in business ownership either. Uh, right. th- there's, there's no reason not to to at least look and try to go for it a little bit. Yes. Uh, Turk, people can obviously reach and contact me, and I can connect you. Is there a website or somewhere they can go to you want to share with them if they want to reach out or learn more about Horsepower? and or contact somebody at Horsepower? Yeah, horsepowerbrands.com. Uh, and there's a there's just an info page there and you can put into the body Terp or heard Terp on Dave's podcast. Uh, certainly reach out to me or I'll get my email out. It's T Ricketts, like my last name, R-I-C-K-E-T-T-S at horsepowerbrands with an S.com. And I'd be happy to chat with anybody. Yeah, you're a great guy. You mean that too. I mean, you've been yeah. amazing. So Terp, Thank you so much for honoring us in one, being a great guy, two, being a great professional and being very kind to the Win the 16 team. We appreciate you. To everyone listening today, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Uh, And to everybody, Win the 16 and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Win the 16 podcast presented by Pygon One. Please follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Episodes will be released every other Wednesday at 7 a.m. Central Time. Thank you and go win the 16.